Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hi i'm karen and i'm aubrey and this is chiclet a literature comedy podcast where we enjoy getting lit and talking about books that spoke to us as young adults and where we get sidetracked by our own personal opinions and quote the office way too much. We've been best friends for over a decade, so join in on the fun and grab a drink, y'all. Books are a portal to another world. The books I read as a teenager. I'd like to talk with you over a beer. bold sometimes like you surprise me i am me. bold yeah and that was before cymbalta so weird <laughs> you're just horny <sighs> probably <laughs> he's cute let's hang out netflix and chill and all that but no netflix actually um hi hulu hulu, hulu and make out hulu and know. fuck hulu and fuck hulu uh, and hang out hulu- Hulu and Hang. <gasps> Welcome to Chicklet. We're a literature comedy podcast where we get to talk about books we love and love to roast. And this season, we're analyzing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer slash Philosopher's Stone by she who may not be named. Now, can we talk about the fact that Ulta sent out an email about Kate Spade and said, come hang out, and she hung herself? What? Kate Spade's company is work is in line with Ulta, right? And Kate yeah. Spade, a couple years ago, was found right, dead. right. She hung herself and they like sent an email out was like, come hang out with Kate Spade. And everyone was like, why would you say that? How could you be so like tone deaf? And like Ulta had to send out a total apology letter that was like, we did not mean to be that stupid. We're so sorry. And I was like, who? Yeah. Who? What intern? Fucking thought that was well, a good and, like, idea. Well, sometimes, sometimes you just don't think about shit like that. Like, but it's just like there should be at least like four or five people who need to approve that shit. Like, <laughs> a- amen. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Welcome to Chicklet again. We, um, you can follow us on instant instant messaging. You can instant, follow us on, on MSN. <laughs> you can follow us on 
MSN. I've been wa- I've been watching a lot of catfish, but that we'll get into that. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, social media, Karen. Oh my God. Our Instagram is Chiclete Pod. Our Twitter is the same at Chiclet Pod. Our Gmail info at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail see at 984-212-4808 it's like thank you that's like that scene is it in family guy when he like leaves himself a message and he's like <laughs> hello alan hello alan it's me alan <laughs> don't forget, forget to take the trash out <laughs> Well, um, it's been a minute since we've actually done a... It actually has, and uh, we do have a corrections corner. Yeah, we did a lovely episode last week with our... our most friend. of the ladies from Pineapple Pizza yes. podcast, and I was talking shit. We were talking shit about Kate Bosworth, and I called her Kate Boswell after looking it up. Because I just assuming my like eyes were Claire. right. I thought her name no. was Claire or something. I remember hating her because she dated Orlando Bloom years ago when I had a crush on him yes, back in the Pirates. Years. And yeah, and yes. so I definitely called her Kate Boswell. <laughs> Whoops. Well, it was funny because it was like, it was like, uh, Claire or something. And then I was like, I don't, I don't even know if that's really her first name. And then you're like, it's Kate Boswell. And I was listening to it as I was editing it. And I was like, it's not Boswell. It's it's definitely <laughs> Bosworth. And I looked it up and I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, fuck, fuck that. I'm oh, sure she's a lovely lady. Oh, yes. She has um, a prettier mouth than the other girl from Scientology. So, Oh, true. Good job, Kate Bosworth. Bosworth. I still had to look at the notes to make sure I was saying the right one. <laughs> All I'm, all I'm thinking about continual is, corrections corner. All I'm thinking about is fucking the episode of South Park where they're like down in the basement. It's it's, it's one of the meteorite ones, the meteor shower episodes mm-hmm. early on, and like Butters is and the other nerdy kid are forcing. I think it's Stan to play Charlie's Angels with them, and they're like, "Yes, you can be Boswell. You just have to give us missions." <laughs> I'm so weak. I forgot about that. We just watched the first uh, pa- uh, COVID pandemic, post-pandemic Oh, the special. pandemic special? Yeah, we're going to watch the second one soon. Um, but they're like, I was dying. They're pretty good. They're all right. I, the, they're the good. Whole- I love the fact that Cartman <laughs> turns Jewish. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. And he has a wife and two kids. And they're about to, the the way the first one ended is he's going to stop them from changing it because he's happy with his family. Wait, maybe I haven't seen that one. And they're like, fuck Uncle Cal. <laughs> maybe I haven't seen that one. You got to watch it. They're all adults. When, when are, I Okay, so I keep trying to find this one. And I, like, I start watching it and I'm like, I've seen this already. And then, like, but then it never gets to the adult part. So I don't know. Maybe I'm not if we found one. this one on paramount plus because we had like a uh, oh, seven day or well something. then maybe maybe it's not on hbo because it might not be on i've HBO. seen her on hbo but that doesn't make any sense because i thought warner brothers owned everything so did i i don't know 
But yeah, I thought we watched AT&T, that one on... which owns HBO, just owned all media now except for Disney. But that could be wrong. Um, <laughs> Yay, I only know that because of John Oliver. We got you, we Daddy. Got you, business Daddy. Um, business Daddy. I love well, John Oliver. Uh, I've, how, how have you been the last couple of weeks? Just since we, it's been a minute. Oh, I don't want to talk about me. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm fine. It's fine. I'm good. Wanna I, talk I'm about just tired. Me. Wanna talk about, ah, no, oh, no, we're not going to fucking talk Fuck about Toby, Toby Keith. Keith. Fuck Toby Keith. He's a perpetual We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the, it's Amer- the American way. <laughs> oh my God. I hate him I hate so much. Him hate toby keith I, uh, no i'm okay i'm just like depressed and shit and there's just been like our car has been fucking up and you know i had my first rough session with my kiddo at work and you know it's just been a lot of stuff but i'm okay i'm just like really really tired yeah this is too. like my first day off in a minute where i feel like it's like a real day off i feel that I, I did about that you i did that long fucking day on saturday the south pacific was in town and it was a two show a load in two shows and a load out so like got there like 7 30 had a covid test and then like loaded in for four hours which actually was pretty chill because the i was on wigs and there was no one else there like the the wig head like traveled with the cast so she wasn't gonna be there until the afternoon so i just got mm. to like literally just work by myself and listen to an audiobook for like three hours um That's not too and bad. then yeah it was pretty it was pretty chill and then we had two shows back to back like we I think we got like an hour break for dinner um and then we had a had a loadout until we were actually it wasn't it was not a long loadout I don't think I think we were done at like 1 30 um but like after that I literally feel like I could sleep all day like every day like every day since then i'm just like can i just sleep for the rest of the day like i mm-hmm. i slept until like one or two on sunday and then yesterday i had to get up because i had a, I had to proctor an exam and then i took a fucking nap for like an hour <laughs> and then this morning i slept in until 10 and i was like this is not enough i want to sleep more like i just i need wow. to sleep <laughs> i totally missed my mom calling me like twice on sunday so i could talk to matt and everybody because i literally took a nap and it went way too i turned off all my alarms apparently i don't remember (laughs) doing that like it was one of those like my body just shut down because i was so tired like it's yeah i just i feel that yeah i'm just really tired really exhausted all that fucking fun stuff of being an adult like i told you before we started recording fucking it's great to be in your 30s because you can just cough wrong and give yourself a back spasm. So that's fucking fun. I'm sitting here with a squishmallow in my chair trying to like give myself padding because I'm dying. Like it hurts. <laughs> fucking sucks being in fucking old ass bitch. I got one more year. Yeah. And then you'll just fall apart exactly like me. I'm falling apart fun. already, girl. My fucking foot. I think I have. I don't know how to pronounce this. But I think it's called fasciitis, plantar fasciitis, plantar plantar fasciitis. Yeah, my mom has that. I think I have that. 
Because like, because I think I had it's like the stiffness, and you got to stretch your foot yeah. out and stuff. And it always I happens. had that happen, and my mom told me to do those exercises. <laughs> I have to. I you should show me what exercises because this shit is killing me. And like that, my only form of exercise right now is like walking and running, and I can't do that. Damn. And I love these things where it's like it could happen after rapid weight gain. And then it's like, but if I gain weight and then I can't walk or run to lose the weight, how do I fix the problem? (laughs) Yeah. You're fucked. Like, yeah, it's like, she told me to do them like before, like when you wake up in the morning, before you get out of bed, you just Mm -hmm. like do very slow stretches of your foot. Just so slowly back, slowly forward and do it before you go to sleep Mm -hmm. at night. And it's supposed to like gradually help it like not be as bad Mm, okay but you know i'm not because i went for like a mile walk yesterday and i was fine like for like the first mile and then like the last i don't know i did like a mile and three tenths or whatever those last three tenths of a mile i was like limping home i was just like what the fuck dude oh god you probably looked like my ass walking home from work i literally (laughs) was like i thought about you because i was like what the fuck i feel like aubrey right now (laughs) fucking feel the burn feel the fucking burn (laughs) dude my my knee has been acting like crazy the past couple days it's been really hard to walk on it yeah so i get it man it's sucks when something's like affecting you when you're with your movement like that yeah yeah well um i guess we should go ahead and get into your tiny rant corner this week Oh god. She's slapping. It's gonna be so bad. It's gonna be I could have added like five other things to this rant corner. Like it's just been that bad of a few weeks. Like um we can we can lightly touch on it, Karen, since it just came out. But um women's rights are uh out the door. So that's fun with yeah, Roe v. Wade fascist, being overturned. If we didn't already know this, uh, we live in a fascist country. So we live in a fascist state. Um, so literally, cried myself to sleep last night um, and cried this morning. Uh, I haven't had I haven't <laughs> had the emotional <clears throat> capacity to cry yet. Mostly, I uh, I sat and stared at my computer in like a fugue state for like several minutes, and then I didn't believe you when you sent it to me. I started yelling about it, and then Judd got upset because he thought I was yelling at him, and then I was like, no, I'm just yelling at the situation. <laughs> Henry did the same thing! <laughs> he was like, it's not my fault, and I was like, "It's li- I'm literally not yelling at you. And anyway, I'm not, I'm, probably- I'm yelling at the world, not, no, yeah, because yeah, I did the same thing. I was, like, freaking out, and Henry was like, well, just read it, you know, make sure that, and I was like, no, it's fucking, this is happening! <laughs> Uh, like so um that's then I, great then i drove around for like 20 minutes and just listened to rage against the machine on repeat um and then i came home and drank a bunch of wine so um. mm. <laughs> if there had been alcohol in my house i probably would have drank it because it's that that just i didn't believe you when you sent it to me i thought you were being like yeah i was dramatic or something you know because it's like i never thought this would come yeah and so i was like maybe it's not all there let me click on it 
And I was like, nope, nope, she was right. It's to be fair. And we're fucked. They have released the draft of an opinion from Justice Alito saying that they will strike down Roe v. Wade. That has never, ever, ever in the history of the Supreme Court happened prior to the vote. And I think the reason that they're doing this is because they know they have the votes. And supposedly it's a leak, but you know how leaks go. Yeah, um, yeah. I like it's not in, really I a leak. Like Nothing's super leaked. For, <laughs> uh, unless you're Monica Lewinsky, poor child. Right. So, like, I'm pretty sure the conservatives know that they have the votes and they're just because as i told someone yesterday i had potentially losing my fundamental human rights to choose what to do with my body on my june anxiety calendar and not my may anxiety calendar (laughs) um this month was mostly relegated to how am i going to pay for all the weddings i have to go to uh but Mm -hmm. so i was surprised uh but it's it is happening most likely in a month yep and yep. uh, and it's gonna it's gonna endanger a lot of people's lives. People are going to be going in to really messed up set situations. Women are going to die and nobody because cares. of this. And I know, like, we don't like to get crazy political, but we do like to state our opinions. We don't want to alienate people. I don't want to alienate anyone. If you have kids is, and you love kids, that's totally fine. But I, like, we have no problem with people who live their lives and are pro life, and that's their opinion, and that's fine. My problem is everyone telling everyone else how to live their lives. And there are people who are in situations where they have been sexually assaulted, raped uh, by family members, by victims other people, yeah, victim, yeah, victims of incest, all of that. Who are going to feel like they don't have a way out of situation like this, and especially already, in these Southern States, because the States already, are going to have to decide if yeah, it's legal. There's already laws on the books, like in Texas, where like pe- people are literally like ratting other people out for getting abortions. Like, and like that just does oh not God. lead to good things. And so we, we technically, there are 16 States in the union that have codified abortion as a fundamental right in their constitutions. So it will still be legal in those states. Mm -hmm. Um, There are, I think, 21 states that have automatic trigger laws. So as soon as Roe v. Wade is overturned, it will become illegal in that state. We Mm -hmm. live in a weird in-between state where we don't have a protection or a trigger law. We have a liberal governor, but a very, very conservative House of Representatives in our, our state house and uh, yep. conservative judges. So I have a feeling what's going to happen is that our governor's probably going to try and put something on the books to protect abortion. And then yep. it's going to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then it's just going to die because he's he's on his way out in a, in a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, this is his last you know, year, he can't run for yep. election. So most likely there's going to be, we're going to probably elect some new conservative dumbass who's just yep. going to put something on there on the books about how it's illegal. I just um, was like, you know what? I told Marissa because, uh, she was homeschooled, but she didn't get like the grandest homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, like I literally just introduced her to Pompeii. She didn't know that was real. Oh and I was yeah. Like, it's cool. That exploded. I feel, I feel that I feel that girl. I didn't learn. <laughs> right, shit. right. Exactly. Because you were taught, <laughs> you know, like different things. And it's like she just didn't learn. And I, I told her about Roe v. Wade and I had her look it up because she was like, well, what exactly is that? 
And I was like, you've got to be educated. Like, let's yeah, educate. Let's ed- we got to educate our women. We got to educate them to know what's happening because our our um, our fundamental rights are being taken away. And I literally told Marissa, I was like, why don't they just take our vote right to vote away? Why don't you just stick me in the house where I fucking belong? Why don't I just fucking be told to bake pies for you all fucking day? And like, you know, these you. are the same fucking people who will go on and on and on about how like, oh, Sharia laws come to the United States because Muslims have the right to worship how they choose. Oh my God. And it's like, no, no, this is literally the same shit. Good fucking God. Like, why can't we just stop telling other, like, I'm sorry, if you have a fucking penis, you should not be telling me what to do with my fucking body. With my And uterus. a story. Right. And a fucking story. This is a real tiny rant corner because I'm actually really mad. Naughty you, Karen. I love you so much. It's okay. I, <laughs> I saw a really good, I think it's from Young Turks. Uh, it was a clip uh-huh. of the, the girl that, one of the women that hosts Young Turks. And she's talking, she literally just goes off for like five minutes. And she's like, I don't give a shit what the fucking Bible says. <laughs> she's I like, don't. She's like, I, I don't care if you're Christian. I will fight for your right to worship how you choose. But you don't get to tell me how to live my life based on what you believe. And it's like, that's literally yes, the that's whole literally thing. it. I will fight for people to worship how they want to worship. As long as it's not harming people like, you know, Scientology and cults and things like that. Right, right. But, you know, like, if you're a Christian and you, I, I have no problem. I have so many friends with different beliefs. It's not a problem. The problem is when you come in. You as in the government right, right now. And are basically, yeah, sticking your nose in a place that doesn't belong. What if I told you that I, I think that all men should just immediately get vasectomies when they're 18 or I, that they should if, chop their balls off? What if we what if we were trying to pass gun legislation? You think they would fucking care then? Yeah. If yeah. I, oh, I saw, yeah. I saw something yesterday. It was like, if my uterus could shoot bullets, you would literally never do this. <laughs> like... That's would, so fucking you sad. You would never that regulate it. Like, That's so fucking sad. Like, it's honestly, it's a dark, dark day for women everywhere in this country. And I, you know, it's not every man, obviously. I'm not like a man eater. <laughs> I want to yeah. make that clear because I was Hashtag like, penises. We love Yeah, men. it's not all men. I'm in a relationship with a very kind and loving man who Same. honestly takes on more domesticities of the house than I do as far Same. as like he's the cook and I'm not. Same yeah. with you. You know, like it's not all men, but a lot of these old fucking boomery ass fucking dickweed fucking cheap nasses fucking like when you're fucking like going out there and preaching the bible and shit and saying oh yes i have a wife and children and i believe in pro-life but you're going out there hiring sex workers to have sex with and like being a total fucking hypocrite or and i i think i said this to uh my friend alex last night i was like i wonder i was like if we could if there could just be like a wikileaks that happens where it's like all of the all of the conservative politicians who've ever paid for an abortion for their probably underage or mm. just mm. cheating in general. Um, mm. Like, I, I would fucking love to see that list. Mm. Julian Assange, mm. I don't like you very much, but if you were to do something, you could do that. You <laughs> if could easily. Mm. I, like, there's not even words. I could All I could say was, mm, because you know what? Like, that's the case. Like, that, it's so hypocritical. 
and that's the problem. That's don't get in my fucking business, bitch. I will don't fuck get in you my up. Fucking have business. all the governors fucking at me. You know what? Have everyone fucking at me, man, because I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of it. I will start. We're probably going to rant about it next week, too. Yeah, we're going to rant about it as long as we fucking want to, because this is our goddamn show. Um, it is. Also, fucking uh, hell. we said we were going to touch on it. Uh, it's yeah, been like uh, 10 minutes. Well, we'll do this. We'll do my first point and we'll save my other point for next week. Okay. okay. Um, but uh, my other rant that we're going to speak of today is obviously the Amber Heard Johnny Depp. Oh my God. I've been watching it live and as much as I can and catching up with stuff when I'm at like after work, if I didn't get to watch it live and holy shit, is that woman batshit fucking crazy. Bro. We've all known it for years. Like, how first well, of all, how did he lose the case in the UK? What was that? Was that more with the son? So the he was sued. That was the more with the son, right? For libel because they called him a domestic a wife beater, a, right? A wife beater, yeah. And uh, he lost that case because I'm going to assume that the son had a lot of, and not that he doesn't have powerful lawyers and stuff either, but I it, feel like the son has a lot. They probably lot. have, yeah. I don't know. Um, so that was you have to a, to be that kind of fucking right <laughs> news right. outlet the fucking news. right as I say in quote news. air quotes um, fake so, news <laughs> you are fake news you are um, fake news <laughs> fuck that guy uh, fuck him ah! this part of the reason this whole so shit is happening right now ah! um, have so you been anyway, watching the trial though? I haven't like, been, have watching, been watching. I've been watching clips of it. I've been watching like recaps sometimes, but like I think I watched. I watched the clip. <laughs> I watched the clip <laughs> where the where Johnny Depp's uh, like front door person was on there, and he was like yes. in a car on like a mobile phone, <laughs> yes. and then the the her he lawyer, got irritated with the bitch her lawyer is being an idiot and she's like asking him stupid fucking questions and he just starts <laughs> he starts like ripping a vape and just drives off <laughs> the judge was like i've never seen this before and <laughs> it was so good because she's so dumb listen what's what are what's the man's name the lawyer man for Amber Heard. I have no fucking idea. I don't know. Any I keep names. calling him Rotten Bottom, but I know that's incorrect because I just don't like him. And that's what I've been calling him. I think it's Rotten Bauer or something. But him and the stupid R- rock and rotten lady. Born. Rotten, rotten Born. Born. See, I don't fucking know. Rotten Bottom is what rotten we're going to call him. <laughs> Fuck that dude. Uh, like, and the lady that's always wearing like the whitish suit, like the old lady with the fucking bowl cut, like, they're so dumb. They're so dumb. Like literally listening to her ask questions is like nails to a chalkboard. She's so stupid. The Like I can't. And then Rotten Bottom fucking objected to his, to his own, own fucking, question. to his own question. Like, how are you, how? And then I, I just heard that Amber uh, fired a lot of her PR team. And I was like, that's not your PR team's fault, honey. That's you. Honey, <laughs> that's you shat you. in a bed and then like- You, you pooped in out. a bed. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, it's just like Michael getting the surprise in his fucking office. <laughs> that, I keep seeing that meme going around that's like- <laughs> From Todd like soup. <laughs> I'm make him soup. When he locks Kevin in there. Oh my god! Oh my he's god! He's like, tell me what it is. He's like, Michael, let me out. 
I'm sorry. I also, it's not funny. I, I oh. also have constantly been thinking about uh, Always Sunny with the Who Pooped the Bed episode. <laughs> who Pooped the Bed, yes! It's for it, real. Like, isn't it Artemis at the end? I think so. Oh Artemis. my god, I love, I love Artemis. Artemis is my favorite character. She might be um, my favorite character on the show. Or Charlie. Or it might be I my loved, favorite, I too. love Charlie. Um, um, but for real, this bitch pooped in a bed. This bitch... <laughs> This bitch has been constantly, she's what was, she was diagnosed with two different things. One of them was, and I know we talked a little bit about this last week with pineapple pizza. I think pod. it was off. I think it was off mic though. Okay, good, good, good. So it's all new to you. Yeah. Guys. But, um, where was I? <laughs> she, was, she was diagnosed with borderline, oh, by, by borderline personality and histrionic personality this. disorder thank you karen i'm glad you're smart because i can never say I've, that word i read a bunch because personality disorders fascinate me so i'm always they're so I fascinating one, i'm like i need to look it up right now um, but she was like literally the fucking what was it the psychologist yeah the blonde psychologist she was so smart she dr. was so full of so-and-so <laughs> dr lady who's smart and has her own fucking practice and shit yes, yes. uh she described it to a T because like the way she described it was like you know not wanting people to leave and like doing all this stuff and it was like verbatim what Amber was doing to Johnny in these fucking fights like he's trying to get to a place where he could go calm down and she's like don't leave I'm gonna die help that is, me that that is characteristic hi everyone it's editing Karen stepping in to um just <laughs> I just want to make sure with what we're about to talk about, one, it could be potentially triggering for people who have been in um, certain relationships with people with certain personality disorders. But I also really want to make sure that I make it very clear because I did not necessarily do that when we were discussing this. I am not a professional. I am someone who is interested in personality disorders and has watched a lot of videos and read a lot of articles, but I do not have a degree. I, um, and even if I did, this would not be the place to diagnose yourself or a loved one with a personality disorder. Um, so I just want to make that very clear going forward. Um, what I'm about to talk about is based on things that I have read from trained psychologists and, um, you know, people with degrees, but it is by no means a diagnosis or is it meant to be prescriptive if you recognize this behavior in your own life or in your partner's life or in someone that you love? Um, because a lot of the things that I'm about to talk about could be indicators of a lot of different things and not necessarily mean that that person has a personality disorder. So um, just wanted to make that very, very abundantly clear. Um, please do not take this as a prescriptive type of thing because I am not a professional and uh, no one should be diagnosing themselves or others based on uh, a podcast host's opinion of a celebrity. <laughs> Anyways, back to your regularly scheduled programming. So like that is one characteristic of borderline is having attachment issues mm -hmm. um, and having mm -hmm. issues with um, abandonment. Like you're right. Abandonment where it's like, if your partner is telling you, Hey, I need to leave this fight. Like, so I can calm down. You're taking that as like, Oh, you're leaving me or whatever. It's, it's like, it's an right. attachment issue. And then right. her, with her histrionic personality disorder, what I had read about was that it's similar to narcissistic personality disorder, but instead of um, thinking that you're like having, you know, elevated ideas of who you are, you're, you're more of an attention seeker. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of her sense. stuff seems so attention getting. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm sure everyone who listens to this has probably kept up with some of it. It's all over the news. But the fact that she claimed she used the Milan makeup palette to cover and then they up came out and they were like yeah that didn't come out till last year dog <laughs> like yeah they were like that didn't i think it actually came out the year after she claimed to use it yeah 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 it was like she was like it didn't exist yet like <laughs> are you fucking kidding me like bitch what the fuck i cannot believe the audacity of her countersuing him because you know he's suing her for 50 mil and she's currently countersuing him for 100 mil I fucking can't. can't. Her face, her face, her her eyes got all slanted like, really? Really? It's it's like the emoji that you make with like the little, like the the dash, underscore dash. (laughs) That's That's really literally what what, what her face was. Because yeah, she's literally countersuing him right now. In the same... Yeah, with those lawyers? Okay, you're totally going to win that. Yeah, you're going to win so hard with your PR team that you just fired because you can't fix your fucking personality. You can't fix your fucking status. You're, you're, You're done, dude. The fucking thing that people have been signing to get her out of Aquaman has reached 3 million like she's they keep saying well she's only in there for like 10 minutes it's like okay so then cut the 10 minutes then and just cut that 10 minutes out have someone in a red wig don't have it too close up it'll be fine there's literally (laughs) okay i'm all for like show not tell in movies but like there's literally no reason why you couldn't cut that 10 minutes and have it happen off screen just you know what they need to do they just need to replace her with amelia clark like we've been asking for for years oh my god she would be so good have you seen you need to look up edits you need to look up edits of amelia clark as mira she's so hot i can't because she looks so good with red hair i was like she would be perfect i've never even she'd be perfect yeah it's it's honestly that first aquaman movie is not good i mean i love (laughs) i love my boy you love momoa baby but uh it's not give me Momoa. <laughs> I also like Momoa. that. I, well, I won't get into that, but yeah, what? Like she's, she's, what? She's she's terrible, man. She's she's, she's a big old it. piece of doo doo. And my friend Marissa changed the name Amber in our uh, Facebook Messenger uh, yes. word effects. We changed the name Amber to the the doo doo emoji, the poop emoji, so, the poo poo. Yeah, because she's a fucking turd. Amber Turd can suck a dick. Like, Johnny Depp has lost so much. He lost the tip of his fucking finger. He lost his fucking status. He lost movie franchises. He's lost millions of dollars. To be fair, like, it's not like he's going to be on the street or anything, because he's literally a millionaire. No, but it's his reputation. And he even said on the stand, he's like, even it doesn't matter the outcome of this trial. I'm going to live with this stigma for the the rest of my career. There's always going to be people that don't believe him. Exactly. And that um, stains. That stains. And it's terrible because men men need a voice too. And honestly, I'm glad. I'm proud of him for standing up and making himself kind of one of the models to look at look at and go, you know, men can be fucking abused. Oh yeah. Yeah. You for know? Sure. Anyway, the end. This has been Aubrey's Tiny Rant Corner. Now back to your regularly scheduled tangents. Um, <laughs> Alright, well, we have got to get through Casey Jane asking the real questions. Let's, yeah, she uh, asks a lot of questions. 
I'll read this first one. All right. You know what gets me constantly? When I think of Harry Potter, the line, you have your mother's eyes, it low-key trips me up and grinds my gears because green eyes aren't that uncommon. It's true. I have green eyes. True. Um, I do too. Oh, that's right. Uh, Now, if they were like purple or hot pink, I can understand it being a major trait slash physical description. It's like saying, oh, wow, did you know your mother also has 10 fingers and 10 toes? Like the descriptions (laughs) are so bad. When in the chapter Mirror of Erised, where they described that there were all these people with green eyes and brown hair. He's making it sound like those are the most unusual traits to ever have. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've not even really thought about that. Oh, but it's true. Maybe she just had like super piercing green eyes. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think there's... Well, because in the movie, she has red hair. She right? does have red hair in the books as well. She does. Okay. So mm-hmm. like... I mean, I could see, like, red hair and green eyes is fairly common, but also, like, I don't know, maybe there's something to being, like, you have brown hair, but you have the green eyes of a redheaded woman. I don't know. Like, that's just, it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't I'm make fucking, any sense. You're right. You're absolutely It is kind right. of weird. Yeah. Did your, did you know that your mom has elbows? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, what? I wonder what Mendel's chances of him having green eyes were. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, like. That really doesn't make sense. I've not even thought about that. Now I'm going to think about that every time I read. I'm going to be like, why are they so special? Right. Um, also, after quite a bit of research, although Lily was the first fully functioning witch of her family, it's said that through the bloodline many, many generations ago, a squib would marry a muggle and the wizarding power mm. would lay dormant for a while until it resurfaced unexpectedly. So that would explain why Harry saw a lot of green-eyed people looking at him. But I still find that stupid as hell. <laughs> Casey Jane. I love it. Coming with the opinions. I Yeah, that... I mean, it makes sense. Like, I feel like that makes makes sense instead yeah. of it coming out of completely nowhere. You know? Right. It's like doing genealogy. Like, yeah, I, it, yeah, I wonder, like, like I said, going back Finding to Finding your witchy roots. I guess I'll read the last one for for us. Yes. We've got question for y'all. What if making a horcrux can be done with cannibalism? Oh my. <laughs> cannibalism? We kn- I didn't read these where, before. Where I just copied and pasted them from <laughs> my text. And good Lord. We know Voldy split his soul into seven pieces, but what if he took a piece of someone's soul to obtain the piece? Like we learn later that Nagini, is it Nagini or Nagini? I've always said Nagini because that's how Jim Dale says it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nagini and the Fantastic Beasts of Crimes of Grindelwald. Karen, do not come for me. It is a literal fantastic series with Hufflepuff representation we need that doesn't die off two seconds later. So shut your whore mouth. I still hate it. That was actually a shape-shifting maledictus who had a female human form before we met her in the original snake form. I realize it can't be true with all the with all but even as he stole things like the ring who knows what he did with Grandpapa's body. Ah. I mean, I mean, still, that's I'm still gross. having trouble connecting this to cannibalism, but like, what if he Ate took somebody? someone's heart and made that into a Horcrux, and then All right, it? explain yourself, Casey Jane, a little bit Eat. more. Are we eating humans? Tastes <laughs> like pork, apparently. Ooh, um, really? Yeah, that's what is that what someone say. said? Who's ew? What? Who people? Well, Jeffrey Dahmer? No, we're like 
I mean, surely, <laughs> but we're we are genetically the most similar, like as far as not well, yeah, to pigs, like, like fleshly, we're the most similar to pigs. That's um, right. I forgot because about they always that. use pig organs and pig bodies mm-hmm. to simulate, like when they're testing, like, uh, um. Like, like artillery they've done, like, and stuff skin like that. grafts with pig skin maybe yeah 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 fucking weird wow. like, oh yeah poor sue right here on my tummy <laughs> oh my god i um, got i got a lot of pig in my thigh now <laughs> what all right what's going on we're gonna take <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break <laughs> <sighs> and we'll come back with our drinks of the day our media wrecks and finally the thing that this episode is actually about the chapter so <laughs> yeah we talk a lot of shit we do um, <laughs> we'll be back we'll be back judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you have a book you'd like us to cover on a future season? Email us at chiclet.podcast.info at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at ChicletPod. If you love the podcast and want to support us in other ways, check out patreon.com slash chiclet, where you can choose from three different patron tiers to receive fun extras, early access to bonus content, and maybe even some new music from the chicks. That's patreon.com slash C-H-I-C-K-L-I-T. And as always, we love reviews. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Hey, we're back. She's always there to defend. She's the one who you can depend. She is the one named Aubrey Moon. (laughs) We're back from break. We are we're back, 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 baby. We're back. We're back. We're back from break. Why back. do we always? We're back. Why? <laughs> Why do we have zero rhythm ever? We both play instruments. I'm a ballroom dancer. <laughs> oh my gosh! Before we get into it, this you will warm. It will warm your heart. Matthew talked to me the other day on the phone and was telling me I want to go to the music store and I want to play on the guitars and I want to play the tuba and I want to play the trumpet and I want to play the drums and the saxophone and I was like oh (laughs) my god (laughs) I was like what I was like maybe he could learn an instrument he could I don't know I don't know like how good or what you know it'd be hard because you know he has hard with comprehension from just reading sure yeah but like maybe that would be easier because it's just notes I don't know I don't know I I I told my mom I was like Tell them to look into that. Because I was like, maybe he would 
benefit from learning an instrument because music is really big for him anyway. Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, it's so cute. He was like saying everything but the saxophone. And I was like, um, the saxophone, you want to learn that one, the tenor? And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, the saxophone. (laughs) Then he can learn all the Robert plays a trumpet. Robert plays the trumpet. Yeah, I fucking know. (laughs) Robert plays saxophone. <laughs> Fuck the trumpet. Um, oh, anyway, well, no, I love the trumpet. Whatever. What? Anyway. What are you drinking over there? Oh, I'm really proud of myself because I figured out how to grind the beans. I almost grind, said ground. Grind. I almost said ground, but I tried to say grind, and it came out really weird. <laughs> grind. Grind uh, the beans. I ground the beans myself because I told Henry we needed to make like grind some of the whole bean because i didn't have any and then i woke up and i was like fuck we both forgot so i figured it out myself and i was really proud and it's just like nice it's like pilon gourmet home whole bean coffee i can't read and my creamer is fucking rice crispy treats creamer from coffee mate whoa and it's really really good i would say i think twinkie's still my fave but Rice Krispie Treats might be a real close second. It's I really good. And really it straight tastes like Rice Krispie Treats. It, I got it at Food Lion. Mm. Food Lion. Um, which I was surprised because our fucking Walmart closes at 7 p.m. now. Why? Why? Marissa and I went there and it was 7.05. And they were like, oh, we're closed. Burp, burp, burp. Like, what, dude? Are you fucking joking? I couldn't get my Chipotle sauce? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a it. fun. I have a fun group. Before I go into what I'm drinking, I have a fun. Speaking of food line, I have a fun food line grocery store story from last week. Oh, I used to work there. Have at it. Uh, so I went, and I really wanted some grapes, and like they were, because <laughs> like I never we don't. Okay, here's the thing about me and Judd. We tried. We tend to buy things that are either frozen or canned or dry that will last a long time because we don't go grocery shopping that often. Um, okay. So like, I, I don't that. buy a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables. Just right. That makes because sense. Of you know financial things. It goes and bad. It goes bad before you can eat it. But I was really like, really wanted some grapes. So like, we get there. I was like, ooh, you know what? My lunch could be this week. I could do like some deli ham and cheese and grapes, and that would be really good. Um. That's cute. That's like very Roman. I like it. Very Roman. Like it just seems like something they would eat in the Roman. Oh yeah, times. like they're feeding like, you. Like, yeah, here's a cheese platter. So, mm-hmm. so I like we get into the fucking fresh like vet, you know the produce section at at Food Lion, and mm-hmm. there's like this whole family just standing in front of the grapes, like ta- looking at every single bag of grapes and talking about each one and like whether or not it's seedless. <laughs> Or whether or not they want the red grapes or the green grapes or the purple Read grapes. Read the bag! Literally, I was just... I fucking stood behind them for like five whole minutes and then I was like, whatever. I'm just going to keep shopping. So then like, uh, I went... Were they still there? So they finally fucking moved like ten minutes later. <laughs> and I was like... I was like, okay, Judd, you... I, I'll... We're done with produce, so you move on to the next aisle and I'll run back and get the grapes. So I go back grab my grapes i walk around first of all there's like that whole family is just standing in the middle of the fucking produce like section with like four employees around there's there's literally like six or seven people just like standing 
in the middle of the <laughs> produce section. So I'm having to like weave my way around them. And as I take a step on my right foot, I feel my heel step on something slippery and I immediately go back and then forward to try and catch myself. And I landed on my left knee. Oh my God. You know that grapes are like the number one reason of accidents in grocery stores. It was actually a tomato. It was a grape tomato. And it was there. It was not for me. Um, And so first of all, anytime you fucking see somebody fall, I, okay, actually, you know what? This is, this is the best part. As I'm coming around this corner, I locked eyes with Judd, who's on the next aisle to, to basically be like, get a load of these people, you know, whatever. I locked eyes with him and that's when I went down. (laughs) Oh my God. So he (laughs) saw the whole thing. He saw the whole thing. He said he saw my face. He saw me go down and he saw the grapes fly out of my hand up into the air. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was like, that had to be fucking hilarious. (laughs) And he said, he said he saw all the people crowded. First of all, I fucking hate falling. Nobody likes falling in public. Second of all, nobody wants 10 people immediately around them trying to get them up off the fucking floor. And I was like, First of all, don't try to help me up. I need to just sit here and make sure that I can get up, first of all. But they're literally, they're, like, putting their hands on me and, like, trying to grab me and help me up. And I'm like, Ooh. bro, please don't fucking touch me. Don't touch me, bitch. And so then this fucking food line employee has the audacity to be like, you have to be careful, ma'am. And I went, I looked at the floor and I said, I slipped on a fucking tomato. Not my fucking fault. You have that it to be was careful. There. Aren't you supposed to make sure that's off the floor? Because, like I said, those kind of small items, like grapes and the smaller tomatoes and things like that, yeah. those are really, those really are dangerous. heavy prone. Like I've been told multiple times at different grocery stores that I've worked to, like, make sure that shit is not on the floor because it is a hazard. Yes. So and fuck you, again, dude. If there hadn't been like eight food line employees and an entire family out of church on the fucking Sunday standing in the middle of the produce aisle, maybe I would have looked where I was going or like not have stepped on that exact fucking spot. Right. But anyway, so like, so he I said that shit to me. banana peel before if that makes you feel better. It, it literally felt like a fucking banana slippery <laughs> fucking Mario Kart. <laughs> I was so pissed. And like, the, I was pissed. I was, I like, I slipped on a fucking tomato and I was kind of rude because I'm just like, this isn't my fault. I slipped on a fucking tomato. And then his coworker kind of goes, oh my gosh. And he like runs off to get like something to clean it up. I've got tomato seeds all up and down my leggings, like just standing there. So then I was like, so then Judd comes over and kind of grabs me and gets me out of there. And I was like, I just really don't want to be here right now. So let's just keep shopping. Um, and my, meanwhile, I feel my knee like swelling up and um, oh God. We, came, we came around the corner and the guy from produce who, the nice guy who cleaned up the tomato uh, saw me and came over and grabbed me. <laughs> Why, why does everyone think it's okay to fucking put their hands on me? you? And he comes over, puts his hands on my shoulder, and is like, can you come and talk to my manager? And I was like, okay. So then I had to fucking... And then, you know, this is the second time Judd is like, please stop touching my wife. Um, I, we, go over, we go over, and the manager's like, um, are you okay? Do you want to fill out a report? And I was like, well, how long would that take? And he was like, probably like 20 minutes. And I was like, I'm 
I'm good. Like, I really, I was like, I really don't want to stay here for another 20 minutes and then finish the rest of our shopping. Like, right. Um, oh my God. But my knee is fine. I went home and iced it. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a little bit bruised. But yeah, that was so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Everyone thought I just literally tripped on my own fucking feet. You made me, that made me think of when uh, I, got up because I th- I think I saw a bug or something uh, and Henry's in the kitchen and I'm over here and I- all of a sudden I'm just, whoop, I wiped out and like, oh it was, he- Henry was like, I saw you and then you were down, like I couldn't see you <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that- yeah that's exactly what it's, I just the the mental image of him staring, the imagery is beautiful staring at me, watching me the go down and watch the grapes fly <laughs> god but yeah he was like he was like what if we just ask him for free groceries and i was like i don't think that's how this works man <laughs> i'd be like give me a fucking gift card with 50 dollars at right. least right right bitch or i'm calling the cops <laughs> and i was like i'm not gonna fucking sue food line like shit happens but it was just like you know i was like maybe i should have filled out a report just in case i had to go to the doctor but like I'm the only reason i would have told you to fill out a report was so that you could say can everyone stop putting their fucking hands on the people that fall right because y'all are fucking twisted like what is going on please don't touch me i really fucking hate when people touch me it's you, you know, know that if happens i had been a, a man with- i wonder if they would have fucking done that shit no just probably saying. not but it happens a lot with my leg. You know how, like, my ankle will give out and if I'm in mm-hmm. public and stuff like that. And it's like, like, there's a part of me that would, like, help. But there's also a part of me where, like, I'm, like, if I ask you to help me up or something, that's fine. That's but don't fucking come different. Up and put your fucking hands on that's me. That's fucking different. Don't fucking put your hands on people without asking them. I don't fucking know you. I literally don't know you. I was like, I normally don't say, I normally don't say fuck in front of people that I don't know in situations just because like, I don't want them to think I'm like an angry person, but like, I literally literally slipped and as I'm on on a fucking tomato, right. While I was on the ground, I went fuck. And then they helped me up. And that's when I was like, I slipped on a fucking tomato. I love you. And I think that's probably why he made me talk to the manager because he was probably like, Oh God, she's, she's trying pissed. to sue. She's a real Karen. I was more, real. I was more just pissed that people were fucking touching me and crowding around me. Like, just get me, like, give me fucking space. Anyway, right, um, right. All that you to say, <laughs> this has nothing to do with seeking. You weren't seeking attention anyway. No, I was not. Um, all this to say, this has nothing to do with my drink of the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Twenty minutes late. Tangent City. It's fine. Uh, I am drinking. We built this city. <laughs> This tangent city. Um, I am drinking Jesus. a. <laughs> Welcome to Aubrey and Karen create a parody song in the middle of an episode. I know. I said we we you said the tangent city, and I was like of chiclet host, <laughs> chiclet host. <laughs> okay, I'm um, sorry. What are you drinking? I'm Tell drinking me. a cocoa flavored coconut milk drink, um, with nata de coco. From uh, the mis- nata de huevo. Uh, it's nata de coco is like coconut meat, um, kind of. Oh, like the the the, like the little jelly fruit kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's basically like a chocolate coconut milk with like jelly coconut in it. Um, so by, it's like the drink you like. Like the it's little kind of like boba, but it's it's more like lychee. 
if you've ever had life oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah i um, think it's all weird but i love you and i appreciate that you love pre- weird things i prefer tapioca but um but yes it is by demi pais and i bought it from the uh it's called demi pais but it's made in v- vietnam for some reason <laughs> and i'm only gonna drink like maybe one more sip of it because it has 38 grams of sugar <laughs> Holy shit. It is very sweet. Holy but yes, shit. Last night, uh, I read the article about the leaked Supreme Court opinion, and I went, I want wine and chocolate milk, and that's what I got. Oh, um, yeah. By the way, before we get into our consuming, uh, Karen had we have an, an update, update in the middle of our recording about the Supreme Court. Chief Justice, I think he's still Chief Justice, John Roberts uh, confirmed that the leaked opinion is correct, that it is a real Supreme Court opinion, and he is launching a quote-unquote investigation, according to Associated Press, uh, as of like, I don't know, a couple hours ago. Um, I had not looked at my phone in a while, so... Right. I didn't even, I just had our Google Doc up, so... God um, bless America, land that I live in. Yeah, no, God that's damn what America, it should be, actually. <laughs> God damn America, <laughs> land that I live in. Anyways, we had to get to what we suck. <laughs> what are we? This is going to be a long episode, guys. I'm so sorry. I hope we that, we we've been gone so long. I hope that you don't get turned off by the length of this episode. I hope um, you get turned on. Yes. You want to turn you on. We are trying for actively literature. to turn you on for books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, one of my yeah. actors, one of my actors in the show was unironically listening to Creed in the dressing room and I was like, I don't think I it was it was that song. Stop. I'm seriously from it and I'm thinking. It was that and can you take me higher? What did we do? We all did that too. Like he was sat in the dressing room and I was combing out a wig. And he was just sitting there getting his hair done. And me and the other wig girl both at the same time. It's like you can't not when you hear that. You can't not do it. And he's actually the right key there. He's actually a super like trained opera singer which was really funny because like <laughs> hearing him sing Cree. <laughs> anyway um, okay what have you been watching obs i have been watching catfish yes because i love it i needed trash in my life i feel that and at this point the kardashians are only releasing one episode a week so my level of trash that i don't have you know, was light. And so I was like, I need to find something to fill the void. And like, I found that like every fucking season is on Hulu of catfish. And I was like, Oh, okay. I, I can actually seasons. like catch up. I bet there's new seasons I haven't seen. Cause I think I watched through season five. There's like, I think there's like up to season eight. On okay. Hulu. But that's after um, Max left, right? Max like- left in season seven and season eight is the one with Cammie. Okay. I believe is her name. Uh, was she 
I've watched a few. Of, I've like been picking through and randomly doing, you know, seasons. And yeah, stuff. that's usually how. And I, I, I thought, she, yeah, I thought she was pretty cool. Cammy seems really cool. Yeah, but uh, I, I fucking love it. Like, it gives me so much anxiety. I was watching it, and Henry was there, and I was like, I don't know if I can watch this. And he was like, Why are you watching? <laughs> I there's like, this, I don't know. <laughs> there's this one, and I can't. I can, oh, hello. I hope everyone's okay. Sirens. Oh, that um, was a siren. Uh, there's this one where this guy is like, either I think he's, I forget, I forget what it is. Anyway, it's like a fucked up one, and like he keeps, she keeps trying to meet him, and he keeps saying, "I have some reservations," and like he he literally says that like six times on the phone conversation. So like anytime like Jed and I make reservations for like dinner or whatever, he'll be like, "I've got some <laughs> reservations." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I watched the fucking I, I what was the one episode that I just watched one where it was like this frat boy dude and he was talking to this girl named Abby and it turned out to be a gay guy on the other end of it and why though <laughs> it was it honestly was really sad because it was one of the earlier seasons and he got bullied a lot in school for being gay and being like making these profiles he was I've, able to oh, talk I've to seen guys this. i think i've seen yeah this. i can't remember his i can't remember either of their names but he was i felt really bad for him honestly i usually feel uh sympathy towards the catfishers who have had issues in the past like if they're not like fucking psychopaths the ones- there are some that have no apologetic in them at all yeah and they're fucking <laughs> crazy the ones that really get me are when it's a girl who's best friends with the girl and the girl who's best friends with her is pretending to be like a, a dude that she's talking to oh my <gasps> i saw because they're like in love North with Carolina. them but oh yeah I, it was uh this uh girl she has a child she had li- she she only thing that she lied to the guy about was that she she didn't tell him she had a kid right yeah and the guy says that he's a rapper right of course they all do and so she and her best friend and Neve and Max end up confronting the person and it's her friend's baby daddy. What? Her best friend's baby daddy. And Spoiler. it fucking explodes. Oh my like, god. And like, it ends up like their friendship at the end of it. You know how they do the update at the very end? You yeah. Know? Um, they're not friends anymore. And Yeah, she, probably not. And, and uh, the girl who was the best friend uh she was like, yeah, it kind of just opened a door for me to, like, be finally done with my baby daddy, so thank you. Oh, And good. then the other girl was done with the guy as well, but they were not friends anymore. And I was like, that's so sad. That's so like, sad. Yeah, it, it's – it. that shit gives me anxiety, dude. <laughs> yeah. I. Speaking of anxiety. <laughs> What's up, man? I have been watching Tokyo Vice on HBO – and it mm-hmm. is really good, but it is very, it is very anxiety inducing. Um, it's essentially, I was telling you about it a little bit on the phone the other day. It's essentially the mm-hmm. story of um, a guy named Jake Adelstein, who was just this random American dude um, who like just moved to Tokyo, studied literature, became like fluent in Japanese, and then was like the first uh the first american or like foreign person to work at the meicho which is this really like popular and like really big big japanese it's like the new york times for japan basically right um and so and then it's kind of all about 
his life there and like how he sort of and this is based on a true story i don't i there's been some rumblings that the memoir that jake adelstein wrote might not all be 100 percent true um but it makes for mm. great tv so uh basically he ends up getting in uh, like underground with like these two warring yakuza families <laughs> um mm-hmm. and it's fucking crazy anyway it's really fucking good and ansel Elgor Elgort, Elgort, I don't. Ansel Elgort. I'm sorry, Ansel. Um, Ansel, how do you say your name? I don't even know if I'm saying your first name right. Um, He learned. He learned Japanese for this. Like he literally sat down for like months at like for for, like four hours a day, just like learning. That's fucking dope, dude. What like you can use that skill now, like for the rest of your life. He had to learn Aikido because his character does Aikido. Ooh. Um, and like anyway it's just really fucking cool and like it really makes me like it lit the fire when i asked to be like i really want an asia trip like i would really love to see some asian countries because i would love to yeah absolutely like it's, i want to see Europe, so much but, history but yeah i want to see europe but i really want to see the east before i see the rest of the west you know um yeah i i've always and i i don't know robert my brother has always been obsessed with like uh japanese culture yeah the, you know oh he's like 100 an otaku like <laughs> he 100 is like he has a samurai thing he's, <laughs> I he knows all of in, the lingo i wonder if there's a guy in china looking at a bunch of my stuff exactly yeah honestly because he loves it and he but the thing is like he actually like he'll drone on and bore you with like oh, historical yes. facts and you're yes. just like okay can you get to the part where it's good yeah he's um, that fucking guy but i yeah i've always been fascinated by eastern culture i think it's beautiful i think there's so many old artifacts like and it's just really cool it's just really fucking dope i have also been watching for the first time because i'm a late in life nerd anime culture person uh neon genesis evangelion it doesn't matter if you're late you're always welcome (laughs) uh the series neon genesis evangelion on netflix um oh i forgot to say tokyo vice is on hbo um no you said it you said i did okay but yes uh so i've been watching that uh we binged a bunch of it i think we're like almost how many episodes is it it's only 26 it's just it's like a normal oh that's not bad yeah that's a normal one Um, run so we're on, I think we're on episode 17. I think we're, we're at, um, there's some weird, we uncomfortable Yugi together. Fushigi Yugi. Oh, that's the one that you liked. I always think it's, I always think it's fully coolie, but it's, Fushigi no, it's a uh, Fushigi Yugi. And then there's Sarah's the celestial legend, which is, that's fucking wild. Okay. It's just wild. I know a song in Japanese because of that. Speak, show. I want to, I seriously want to learn the phonetically how to sing cruel angels thesis, which is the fucking theme song. Cause it is mm-hmm. a fucking bop. I make Judd listen mm-hmm. to the theme song every single time. And he's like, we could be saving like several minutes and like have saved a whole episode by the end of the binge. And I'm like, I don't fucking Fuck care. You. I'm like, I don't care. It's so good. It's a bop. Like, and they put a lot of effort into their openings, like yeah. in anime. Like, so also, I don't have like to seen, skip those. Have you seen the have you seen the King of the Hill version? No. I'm gonna send no. it to you. It's really fucking funny. <laughs> It's fucking amazing. Um, oh my god. I love King of the Hill. You know yes. that. 
Anyways, uh, would would recommend, even though a lot of it's a little fucked up. There's some fucked up shit in it. So proceed with caution. It's a lot of weird sexual tension between, like, (laughs) teenagers and adults. (laughs) Um, The North Carolina primary election is May 17th. Oh, it's I just super late this year. about the vote thing. I should. I need to make sure I vote for that because I just changed my. I just changed my voter. Oh yeah, I. I just figured out where I'm supposed to go to vote. You did? No, that's Michael Scott when he's worried about <laughs> leaving with to Holly in Colorado. <laughs> I just figured out where I'm supposed to go to vote. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, that's one of my favorite lines because I'm like, Michael, how long have you been in Scranton? <laughs> like his, like, what is it, 15 years? Don't they celebrate his, his entire, 15 years? It, that's in season five. And that's in season five. So, yeah, like, more than so that. that dude's at least been in Scranton for like 17 years and you just figured out where to vote. Why, why can't we just vote online? It would be so much easier. Oh my God. Can we please? Um, please. Well, I think we're going to take another quick break before we get to the, our our little story time here with, um, yes, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which this chapter does have some questionable aspects such as why would Dumbledore hire Filch when he clearly wants to torture children? Yeah. Filch is into some weird shit. Um, (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll discuss all of that when we come back after this break. After these messages. And we're back from a second break. Um, once again, C-C-C. hopefully this, the length of this episode doesn't turn everyone off, but we're getting, we're getting towards the end here and it's been a while and I'm sorry that we had so much to talk about, but um, we are... Going to be covering chapter 15, The Forbidden Forest. Yes, which we did not get enough of this in the movie. I'm just saying. No! Holy shit, no. And And also, the the centaur looks fucking weird. And so does the Slithering Cape. Sorry, it looks fucking weird. It does. It's not how it's I pictured like it at all. Connected to wires? I don't know. It was really weird. Anyway, it's, we'll it's, that. it literally looks like a puppet. Um, ah, it does. Fucking <laughs> Jim Henson over there. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So <laughs> synopsis from. Oh, my ice machine just decided to drop all the ice in the tray. Um, the synopsis from Harry Potter Lexicon says uh harry's popularity slips when his escapades lose him lose his house 150 points he overhears it's a lot he overhears another conversation and they serve detention with hagrid who takes him to the forbidden forest sorry in search of a wounded unicorn which they find dead (laughs) and sorry that was escalated quickly sad Um, harry is rescued from voldemort by a centaur Ooh. They already they totally revealed who it was. Way to go, Lexicon! Right. Spoiler alert for anyone who's not. Oh well, everyone who's read the books has probably it's been out for like twenty years. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Spoiler! Ow! Oh, did you just hit your microphone? Yeah, with I have a clip and everything. Oh, with your clip. Oh my god. Yeah. (sighs) I look like a monster today. It's fine. So do I. I'm gonna shower and go see Judd at work for dinner probably. Um, 
so we open on the chapter with uh, the continuation of the last cliffhanger, which if anyone doesn't remember, uh, they successfully smuggled Norbert out of Hogwarts. However, they forgot and left the invisibility cloak up at the top of the tower um, because they are or idiots. Steve. And yep. it was necessary for the plot. Um, <laughs> so uh, Professor McGonagall, we pick right up from where that chapter left off. Professor McGonagall, uh, they, they get taken to Professor McGonagall by Phil. It says, how could they have been so stupid as to forget the cloak? I was like, good fucking question. Because J.K. Rowling oh. needed it to set up this chapter. And it's literally <laughs> the only explanation because that I can have. Because plot device. Um, <laughs> that's like the one thing that kind of bothers me is like, I feel like Hermione would have been the one to be like, don't forget the cloak. Harry, hurry, hurry, ooh, hurry, hurry, ooh, hurry, get the cloak, hurry. <laughs> Jim Dale really does Hermione like that, though. <laughs> I know. It's so fucking good, though. Hurry, hurry. Um, <laughs> like, is this a sex line? Like, is this like a hot line that you're calling? Stop um, it. She's okay. 11. She's 11. Says, says, also, now my, now my fucking refrigerator is like, I'm just going to make all kinds of noises for some reason. Um, fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, so it's, they think it can't get worse. And then uh, Neville turns up in McGonagall's office. Or, right. Sorry, and with, he's with fucking McGonagall. stupid. She brings him up there and Harry's like, or Neville's like, oh my God, I was trying to find you to warn you. I heard Malfoy saying he's going to catch you. He said you had a drag bitch if you don't shut your fucking mouth right we're all gonna get fucking expelled so then professor mcgonagall kind of works out her own interpretation of it she's like Mm. you've you fed draco malfoy some cock and bull story (laughs) about a dragon (laughs) trying to get him out of bed and into trouble i've already caught him um, I suppose you think it's funny that Longbottom, I can't keep up the brogue. It's not real brogue today. Um, you it's suppose not you real think, brogue. It's not real brogue, bro. Uh, you, I suppose you think it's funny that Longbottom here heard the story and believed it too. And mm-hmm. so like, here's, here's my thing is like, yes, I see where she would work that out. And maybe she was trying to hide the fact that there might've actually been a dragon in the castle at some point. But also, why the fuck would they then go out of bed too? Like, you know, like why? Why is he? It's yeah. uh, kind of. Dumb. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. Um, Professor McGonagall she is says, like, so she sharp. Says, yeah, she goes. I'm disgusted. Four students out of bed in one night. I've never heard of such a thing before. Blah blah blah. You're getting detention. And then she says. Nothing gives you the right to walk around school at night, especially these days. It's very dangerous. And I was like, should you be saying this to a bunch of 11-year-olds about, oh, it's super dangerous? Should you be giving away, like, what's going on, girl? Like, Right, right. I don't know. It just felt like a weird thing for her to say. Like, I feel like we got a little kind smarter of than that. Yeah. Um, and then she takes 50 points each from each student who... uh was caught, so that's 150 points from Gryffindor. Which, I have to say, I feel like the system, and especially with what happens later in the chapter, like, uh, in the next few paragraphs, it's like, 
doesn't this kind of breed bullying? Like this whole like house cup 50 points from Gryffindor Uh-oh. type of shit. Yeah. Like, and also, why the fuck did they only get five points each for taking down a troll? Right. Right. But then you see them out of bed and you're like, 50 each! Like, whoa! I personally think it's because McGonagall doesn't want to be seen as babying them. Oh, um, because it, most of like them showing, were from her house, from her house or whatever. Yeah, that's Maybe. kind of how I feel about it. Because everyone accuses Snape of doing that with Slytherin. Um, true, that is very true. That is true. But I, she is that <laughs> she is kind of doing that parenting thing where you like over punish your own child and like or don't treat the other people the same. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, when you're like babysitting mm-hmm. another person's kid. Um. So. <laughs> Poor Neville just like sobs through the whole night. Harry doesn't sleep, and then the everyone's next morning, dreading. Everyone's dreading. Yeah. the The next uh, morning, all the Gryffindors are passing by the hourglasses that record the house points, and they're like, "What the fuck happened? That's not right." <laughs> Can you imagine? You're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go get some breakfast." And like, what the what's f- this? What's this? What <laughs> the fuck happened? I had 15 <laughs> points yesterday, and it fucking well, meaningless. <laughs> um, I'd be livid. She says even Ravenclaws and Hufflepuffs turned on him because everyone had been longing to see Slitter and lose the house cup. So, like, everyone fucking is making fun of him and the Slytherins are all like, thanks, Potter, we owe you one. Um, Bitches. Fuck. Mm. Mm, ah, Fucking. mm. Okay. And I like what Ron says. He says, they'll all forget this in a few weeks. Fred and George have lost loads of points all the time. Sorry, have lost loads of points and all the time they've been here and people still like them they've never lost 150 points in one go though have they well no (laughs) (laughs) i love this and i called him henry again look at that that's all right uh harry goes to oliver wood because he feels so bad that he's just gonna like resign from quidditch and oliver wood's like are you fucking joking yeah are you kidding me you're not resigning bitch you're not you're not before he does that, it's I love this line. It was a bit late to repair the damage, but Harry swore to himself not to meddle in things that weren't his business from now on. And I wrote, uh, like, mm. omniscient narrator. He would, in fact, continue to do this. <laughs> he would, in fact, continue to meddle. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. And, like, Hermione and Neville are also getting a lot of shit from people, even though they're not as, like, famous. Um... Which I Harry, guess is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harry says just, about a... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, they just start studying and shit because... They to get their mind off it. And, yeah. You know, Ron's probably still, like, healing or whatever. I don't fucking know. And oh, then yeah. Harry, about a week before exams are about to start, says Harry's new resolution not to interfere in anything that didn't concern him was put to an unexpected test. Walking back from the library on his own one afternoon, God, I can't read, he heard somebody whimpering from a classroom up ahead. As he drew closer, he heard Coral's voice. No, no, not again, please. It sounded as though someone was threatening him. Harry moved closer. All right, all right, he heard Coral sob. Next second, Quirrell came hurrying out of the classroom, straightening his turban. And I wrote, it's Voldy! <laughs> yes, I underlined the straightening his turban, too. Yeah, I was like... <clears throat> <laughs> Excuse me. My Excuse turban's me. askew. <laughs> um, 
So then he goes back to the library and tells Ron and Hermione. And um, (laughs) then they're all suspecting, maybe Snape's found out how to get past him without asking Hagrid. Um, (laughs) And Hermione is like... But they're still fluffy, though. We and they were like, "Now nah, you can figure out how to get past a three-headed dog without asking Hagrid." Like, and Hermione is like, "Nah, we gotta go to Dumbledore, y'all. Like, that's what we should have done." And then Harry's like, "Bro, we have no proof. Quirrell's too scared to back us up. Snape's only got to say he doesn't know how the troll got into Halloween and that he was nowhere near the third floor. What do you think they'll believe? Who do you think? Jesus Christ, I can't read today either." Who do you okay. think they'll believe? Him or us? It's not exactly a secret we hate him. Dumbledore. 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 Did you get my text? <laughs> hey, you text me back. <laughs> it's not like that character that Cecily Strong does on SNL on the weekend update where she's smoking a cigarette, but she never actually smokes it. You know, Kathy the neighbor yes. or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I was doing um, Umbridge from the like, Harry Potter musical. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, Dumbledore. I wrote, I would have said 10 years ago that it was a good idea to go to Dumbledore. Literally. But Dumbledore actually fucking sucks. Because right. he's literally, what is the line that Severus says? You were leading a lamb to slaughter. You knew the whole time Harry had to, spoiler alert, die. This is a fuck Dumbledore podcast now. <laughs> I'm just, and then he put him in an abusive home for 10 years. Right. Like he literally could have um, just been like, okay, we'll take you, well, the Weasleys will take you in or whatever. Let's like, put yeah. you in a nice squib family. How about that? Or, yeah, or a wizarding family. You could just be raised like, as a wizard. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, I, I, I guess understand. I understand. I guess I understand the not wanting him to be raised thinking he was famous. But yeah, also. Like, just put him in a squib family. That would have been nice. You could find right. some squibs. Like, you it's just fine, been like you're adopted. I don't um, think it's a good idea ever to go to Dumbledore anymore. I think Dumbledore. that he knows everything. I think Dumbledore knows that Quirrell is Voldemort. I really do. I really think he knows everything because he's always oh, acting yeah. like he knows everything. So, he's, um, he's the, what the definition fuck? of like not get like like letting things take their course without interfering, but like only when it's necessary. Right. And like right. he don't he don't know that Voldemort ain't gonna kill Harry. Like why the fuck I don't know. Anyway. So it's wild. It's a, yeah, we go on and on about that. But uh and don't forget we're not supposed to know about the stone or fluffy. That'll take a lot of explaining. So <laughs> And Ron says, if we just do a bit of poking around. No, we've done enough poking around. (laughs) Jesus. Um, The next morning, fucking Harry, Hermione, and Neville get detention slips, which is, I would have cried. Like, the way that they describe Hermione, kind of just, like, being quiet and not, like, I can totally understand the, like, feeling, like, shame and just... (laughs) This is, this is a, I think it, this is a really good time to talk about uh, presenting moral dilemmas in children's books, Mm -hmm. because it's like, Hermione, you have this very clear rule follower. Like, she's very like, I follow the rules, I do what people tell me, I study hard, I work hard. And then you have, you know, this sort of moral relativism of like, but Hagrid is my friend, and I have to help him because he's gotten himself into this situation. So in that instance, disobeying the rules for her was the right thing to do. But now I think that's part of why she's so shameful about it, because it's like she can't justify 
to everyone else why she did what she did. And it mm-hmm. looks to them like it's like, ooh, little Miss Goody Two Shoes fucking got herself in trouble. Yeah. And it's like, um, so I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's an interesting theme to put in a children's book. And I think often children's books and YA books that have those sort of like moral dilemma questions are some mm-hmm. of the better ones because it does sort of teach you to rationalize and like think about what you're doing um, and what's what when to break rules for the greater good and stuff like that, which parents hate yeah. probably. But um, Whatever, bitch. I wrote, no, so their, their detention letter says, it's just two sentences, and it says, your detention will take place at 11 o'clock tonight. Meet Mr. Filch in the entrance hall, Professor M. McGonagall. And I wrote, this seems unsafe and the thing they got in trouble for. It's like, ooh, you got in trouble for being out of bed after hours? Okay, we're going to make you be out of bed, after, be hours. after hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, you know, they don't know this yet, but they're going to go. They're, they're sending these kids into the Forbidden Forest. Like, they're 11. Who thought this was a good idea? They're 11. Who? What? Who? Where's CPS? Where's Wizarding CPS? WPS. <laughs> WCPS. Yes. Like, what the hell? Like, what is going You're What? Like, Does the Ministry what? of Magic not have a Department of, like, Children's Affairs or something? I don't um, even understand how that's allowed. I honestly sided with Malfoy when he's like, I was just mm, going to say that. It's way woo. Oh, anyway, we'll get to that. Let's get to that. Let's yeah. go. So it's, it is kind of funny. It's kind of funny to me that they don't even blink an eye where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to go out after hours with Filch. That's <laughs> fine. Um, so Filch. Bill All I can his- hear is Filch's voice from the movie. From do, you want to little- read it? No, you can do it. You can do okay. it. His little soliloquy. I, I don't know if I'll do it that well, but uh, Filch has a lamp that he's leading them outside <laughs> and it says, but you'll think twice about breaking the school rule again, won't you, eh? That's oh, yes. good. <laughs> Hard work and pain are the best teachers, if you ask me. It's just a pity they let the old punishments die out. Hang you by your wrists from the ceiling for a few days. I've got the chains still in my office. Keep them well oiled in case they're ever needed. Oh right? God. Off we go. And don't think of running off now. It'll be worse for you if you do. I wrote, <laughs> bro, you're a fucking psycho. Like, that's I, literally right. I wrote, filters into some kinky shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this dude loves torturing kids. Like, how is he still allowed to be at the school? Like, Dumbledore, your, your quote-unquote actively heart has to stop somewhere, dog. It's like, we should have seen this coming, that Dumbledore wasn't actually a good person. Because he's actively putting children in unsafe situations constantly, and he's just cool with it. He's down. He literally announced at the beginning of the year, don't go in the forest unless you want to die. And they're literally sending them into the forest right now. Like, (laughs) Karen. Karen. This is child abuse. This is fucking child abuse. I actually literally wrote, so they they go (laughs) off and they all start to realize that they're going into the forest um, after they meet up with Hagrid. Um, And he's, so Harry, you know, they see Hagrid and he, Harry's like, oh, okay, the, I'm, it's, I'm going to be with Hagrid. (laughs) His relief must have shown on his face because Filch said, I suppose you think you'll be enjoying yourself with that oaf. Well, think again, boy. It's into the forest you're going, and I'm much mistaken if you don't if you'll all come out in one piece. And um, then fucking Neville gets scared, and Malfoy goes, "The forest? We can't go in there at night. There's all sorts of things in there. Werewolves, I've heard." 
Well, that's your problem, isn't it? Should have thought of them werewolves before you got in trouble, shouldn't you? And I wrote, I wrote this is literally child abuse. <laughs> I wrote, LOL, my father. I, I wrote that on the next fucking, I didn't write it, I underlined on the next page when he says, yeah. when, so he, he, Filch leaves them and fucking, you know, Malfoy's fighting tooth and nail. He's like, I'm not fucking going in there, which I personally, I was like, I get that because that, this is the only time when I'm like, Malfoy is correct. No adult should be putting these children in this situation. No. And um, he says, I'm not going into that forest. And you want to read what Hagrid says? Yeah, if you want to stay at Hogwarts, you've done wrong and now you've got to pay for it. But this is servant stuff. It's not for students to do. I thought we'd be copying lines or something. If my father knew what I I was doing this, he'd... (laughs) Tell you that's how it is at Hogwarts. Copying lines. What's good that to anyone? You'll do something useful or you get out. Shut up, Hagrid. Also, I love no, it. I'm just kidding. I love you, Hagrid. I love you, Hagrid. <laughs> I was really telling myself to shut up and stop doing the accent because it was so bad. <laughs> I feel like Hagrid's only going along with this because he's there. I feel like if he were with anyone else, like he would be like, it's not safe. Like, don't put those kids in. Because Hagrid is like the one adult in the room that's like, don't put them kids in that situation. Like he yeah. doesn't want he doesn't want them to leave Harry with the aunt and uncle at the beginning. Like he's constantly stepping in and being like, "Hey, now these are children, and we should treat them like they might be unsafe in this very adult situation that we're putting them in." Like, I he love does that Hagrid. throughout all the books. Like Hagrid he's is literally... actually the real parent here. Like <laughs> he's emotional as fuck about these kids he does and i mean and he helps them like process their emotions and process the things that they're going through whereas dumbledore just sits up in his fucking office and like lights his bird on fire once in a while and usually he will validate and be like you have every right to feel that kind of way you know like he helps them like he helps them emotionally regulate which is like what a parent should be doing he's the only He's I'm sorry, I'm not a parent. One. I don't actually know. Nobody's perfect, but like, you know. <laughs> Hagrid's the only prediction that I made of a death that did not happen in Deathly Hallows. And I was very thankful for that. I yes. guessed pretty much all of the deaths. But I thought Hagrid was going to die, and instead Hedwig Bro, died. They just be fucking dropping like flies up in that book, man. Like I know, all of a sudden they're like, what <laughs> is dead? And they're like, wait, what? What happened? How did, what? And they're like, let's keep going. What? Wait, who Fred else died? Fred, Fred, is it Fred that dies or George? Oh, uh, Fre- Fred. Fred dies, George loses an ear. Like, it's just, it's fucking dropping like flies. Lupin. Everybody. Everybody uh, die now. Oh my God. Okay. So they find it. They find out that they're going into the forest because there is a unicorn. There's something in there that's been wounding unicorns, and Hagrid has been which is not fucking cool. It's really hard to fucking do that. Like unicorns are fast, and they're like super magical creatures. So it's like really super weird that something is actually catching them and hurting and or killing them. It's fucking weird. So right. So, Malfoy's like, well, if we're splitting up, I want Fang. And he's like, all right, but I warn you, he's a coward. <laughs> it's one of my yes, favorite they, lines. They basically they basically find out that they're going to find this unicorn and that nothing mm-hmm. should hurt them if Hagrid or Fang is with them. So they split up. Um, mm-hmm. They send Neville with uh, 
uh, Malfoy and Fang. And Which was Harry... never a good idea. They should have sent one of the others. Neville, Neville is not have... strong enough at this point to stand up to Malfoy's bullying. It, yeah, you know? Neville should have definitely been with Hagrid and Hermione. Um, Absolutely. Send Harry, yeah! Fucking beat up Draco! Anyway. So Hagrid tells them to send up red sparks if they get in trouble and green sparks if they find the unicorn because he says they might have to put it out of its misery. Um, mm-hmm. But it's basically they see blood, unicorn blood, which is silvery looking all over the floor the florist the florist <laughs> all, all over the, the floor sticked out and said it was the, me the forest floor is what i was going for <laughs> um a magical florist is behind all of this <laughs> <laughs> okay um so that's the title of this episode <laughs> <laughs> the magical what is it the magical florist is behind all of this <laughs> uh okay so they uh, they set off and they kind of have a conversation. Hag- Harry's like, could a werewolf be killing the unicorns? And Hagrid's like, nah, they have to be really fast. <laughs> nah, bruh. Um, nah. <laughs> and he said, I've never, se- I- I've never seen unicorns get hurt like this because like, this is not a, you know, he has kind of has his finger on the pulse of the forbidden forest because he is. The yeah. They're all his game. homies pretty much. Um, so uh, anyway, so they walk past a mossy tree stump. Harry could hear running water. There must be a stream somewhere close by. They were still, there were still spots of unicorn blood here and there along the winding path. You're right, Hermione, Hagrid whispered. Oh, I'll let you do this. <laughs> Don't worry. It can't have gone far if it's this badly hurt. And then we'll be able to get behind that tree! <laughs> <laughs> so they, he grabs them up in his arms and runs, runs into the forest off the path and grabs his crossbow um what a badass just right uh, like, i don't know do you do that with a crossbow you don't do that that's a gun no a cro- yeah that's cocking a gun I, <laughs> <laughs> crossbow would be more like <laughs> i don't know i actually <laughs> i've never shot a crossbow i've only shot like a regular bow and arrow all i can I'm think of is sure. dwight when they're in the the episode and he's like i have crossbows when they're all like <laughs> i ain't going down like this i ain't going down <laughs> Grab my keys out of my purse. Get in the car. car Get in the car. Get the car started. Um, (laughs) Oh my God. That was ad-libbed. That's amazing. So fucking good. So. I have They they, I have crossbows. So they they stand there and listen. They hear this weird slithering over the leaves. Um, It sounded like a cloak trailing the ground. Um, And do you want to read Hagrid's line? I knew it. There's some out here that shouldn't be. A werewolf? That wasn't no werewolf, and it wasn't no unicorn, neither. Right, follow me, but be careful now. Who's there? Show yourself, I'm armed! I made him a pirate that time. I love it. Um, (laughs) So, uh, they they see some centaurs have entered the chat. Um, (laughs) Have entered the chat! (laughs) (sighs) Uh, so it says that to the waist, a man with red hair and a beard, but with red hair and beard, but below that was a horse's gleaming chestnut body with a long reddish tail. Harry and Hermione's jaws dropped. Um, I love the fucking centaurs. I love them too. And this is my favorite scene. It might be one of my favorite moments in the entire series. It's so good. And I'm not joking. Do you want to read? Do you want to read with me um, f- from starting? Are you on page 253, the next page, I think, where... Yeah, I can. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So, 
uh, Ronan says, he introduces, Hagrid introduces them to Ronan, the centaur. Mm-hmm. And Ronan says, good evening. Students, are you? And do you learn much up at school? And then Hermione says, a bit. (laughs) (laughs) A bit. Well, that's something. Mars is bright tonight. Yeah. Listen, I'm glad we run into it, Ronan, because there's a unicorn been hurt. You seen anything? Always the innocent are the first victims. So it has been for ages past, and so it is now. Yeah, but have you seen anything, Ronan? Anything unusual? Mars is bright tonight. Unusually bright. Yeah, but I was meaning anything unusual a bit near home, so you haven't noticed anything strange. The forest hides many secrets. (laughs) (laughs) A movement in the trees behind Ronan made Hagrid raise his bow again, but another motherfucker comes out. Uh, so Bane, so Bane enters, and I just want to, I want to pause here because this whole exchange is so frustrating. And I wrote, I wrote, this is me trying to get info from the DM characters in my campaign, because like literally anytime I ask one of them anything, we're on this like deserted island. We don't know how we got there. Anytime I ask one of the Sahagwans anything, they're like, yes, the island, it's our life. And I'm like, but how did you get here? And they're like, I don't. The island. It's our life. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? This is like me on a call with like Time Warner Cable. (laughs) Yes. Transferred and transferred and nobody's giving me answers. Um, I I keep repeating myself. uh, We also get Bane repeats Mars is bright tonight. Um, Yes, that's my favorite. Do you have, um, because I have some thoughts about this. Did did you read into this the way that I did? I wonder if we're on the same. Let's see. Hello, Bane. All right. Good evening, Hagrid. I hope you're well. Well enough. Look, I've just been asking Ronan. You seen anything odd here lately? There's a unicorn been injured. Blah blah blah. blah shoo. Babaka bago. Mars is bright tonight. I've so... heard. <laughs> so line. I think I think that they are telling him what is happening. Because Mars, really? yes, Mars is the god of war, and it is the god of like blood and war specifically, which I think is why the planet is named Mars because it shines red a lot of the time, um, uh, and the surface is red. Um, uh-huh. So I really do. Th- this is something that like I never really like read into before, but like now as an adult with like some opinions on mythology, I'm like, okay, I could see where it's like the. <laughs> They're reading the comings of the stars and they're predicting what's going to happen because, you know, again, it symbolizes war, the beginning of a war, maybe. Oh, my Um, God. Like, I feel really shook right now (laughs) because, like, I I don't know if I've ever, like, thought about that before, you know, in my my Harry Potter life back in the day, but I don't remember – thinking that is really like it, yeah it kind of hit me over the head because he says ronan says it one two uh ronan says it twice then bane mm-hmm. says it and then later on in the chapter i think one of them says it again or maybe Ferenz says it um and i was like why are anytime that you have something repeated that much in literature it is kind of played for laughs, but also like it, the author is trying to tell you something. 
And oh yeah. So I was like, what? You know, I was like thinking about it, and I was like, well, Mars is the god of war, and so I actually did some digging online, and that's kind of the that's the main assumption. The, the unicorn blood, blood, mm-hmm. Mars, mm-hmm. Voldemort wanting to reignite the war that he started. Yep. Oh my fucking god! Because Karen. it technically hasn't started yet, and it really doesn't you start until. You blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. I'm shook as hell. <laughs> I legit I was too. When I thought about it, I was like, holy shit. I think that they're literally are telling him what's happening, but like, because they're humans, they don't give a shit about the stars. And like, I think Hermione even says like, astronomy is like not an exact science or whatever later on. It's like a, a wishy-washy form of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, like she, like they just don't understand like the significance of it. Right. Um, and Hagrid's just like, shut the fuck up and tell me something. But they it's they like, are <laughs> without saying it. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I need to read into my D&D uh, <laughs> interactions like that. I love that. He says, he says, never try and get a straight answer out of a centaur. <laughs> Ruddy stargazers. Not interested in anything closer than the moon. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. That's fucking wild, dude. I yeah. I think about that. Um... So I then, don't like the music. Oh, I'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. okay. We'll go. Um, so then they kind of leave the centaurs. They're talking a little bit about them. Um, and uh, he, Hagrid asserts that the slithering they heard must be whatever's killing the unicorns. Which I also thought that was interesting that it says specifically that it sounded like a slither because of yes. the snake-like, you know, implications of that see how snake like i can be that's jafar from aladdin sorry um (laughs) deep cut and and (laughs) it was and then um they see some uh red sparks go up from the other group so hagrid leaves no bueno yeah definitely not he leaves them and he's like stay on the path i'll come back for you and i wrote no you won't no i'm just kidding no come back um so i forget what that's from but every time someone's like i'll come back for you Jensen will be like no you won't (laughs) um it's probably futurama it sounds like a futurama joke i fucking love futurama yes um so then they kind of like are like you think they've been hurt <laughs> i don't care if malfoy has but if something's got neville it's our fault he's here in the first place um oh, harry you're right though thank you for taking um responsibility for that for you once. know honestly you know harry's um, not i actually like don't get me wrong i love dan rad and i love the movies for all their faults good old d however i do i like sassy harry i like harry oh, yeah. book harry because i feel like he does you get more in the books of what's going on in his brain because you know of course it's written more for his point of view yeah but he's like he does care yeah he he i think he's more he's definitely more sympathetic than ron well and i think i think hermione makes them both care which again is sort of unproblematic because it's like she's the one telling like managing their emotions and like telling them like how Mm. like reminding them to feel things and like care about other people but got um, it yeah but i they they do kind of work that's what makes their friendship work is that like they're the ones that are kind of like taking action and she's the one that's like no 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 let's think about this (laughs) um so 
uh, <laughs> Hagrid returns, and it turns out that Malfoy just snuck up behind Neville and grabbed him. Because um, he's a dick. Because he's a fucking dick, and Neville sent up the sparks because he thought something actually happened. Um, and then Harry... It's it's determined that Harry will go with Malfoy because Neville's too spooked, too, too spoopy um, to be spoopy. in the, in the forest, um, and he needs to stay with Hagrid and Hermione. And have you? This is like I, I had that feeling of like when you're new at work or like you're in school and you were tasked to do something that you really weren't prepared to do, and then like they're like, oh, you know, maybe you need a little more training before you do this, and then you're like, oh, the relief, like. <laughs> yeah yeah um, so anyways so they set off in the opposite directions with harry going with malfoy and fang this time and harry says he thinks that the or he's thinking to himself that the blood seems to be getting thicker um Uh-oh. and then they come upon the unicorn oh and it's super oh, sad dead. says it was the unicorn all right and it was dead harry had never seen anything so beautiful and sad its long, slender legs were stuck out at odd angles where it had fallen, and its mane was spread pearly white in the dark, on the dark leaves. Oh, um, makes me sad. Super sad. Pour one out for the unicorn. Um, <laughs> Harry kind of starts to walk toward it, but then the slithering sound comes back, mm-hmm. and a hooded figure comes out of the shadows, and they all kind of just stand there looking at it. And this is so much more scary than it's the so, movie. I, I will actually read it because it is way scary. The movie is so bad. It's um, bad. Out of the shadows, a hooded figure came crawling across the ground like some stalking beast. Harry, Malfoy, and Fang stood transfixed. The cloak figure reached the unicorn, lowered its head over the wound of the animal's side, and began to drink its blood. And then Malfoy screams. <laughs> With some, Which that's... The the fucking puppet in the movie just like it's glides so on bad. the floor. It's and so like bad. to think to think of this like hooded cloaked figure crawling on the ground towards this yeah. creature to drink his blood is fucking terrifying. Like the it literally in the movie it just kind of looks like a you know you know in like the second pirates movie or the third one maybe I can't remember when Elizabeth is posing as like a sailor on a ship. And she gets number that, two. She yeah, she gets that dress and she's like, what's that over there? And she's like puppeting it like fucking <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like that's what it fucking looks like. <laughs> fucking dead. Um, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so bad. And I don't like so the music bad. in that scene. Sorry, John Williams, it's not your fault really, but like I just had a problem with that whole the way I the might whole rewatch scene. the movie tonight. Like all of a sudden, like uh friends in the movie just like jumps and goes and then scares the fucking cloaked figure it's so dumb anyway so i was expecting a fight (laughs) so malfoy screams and starts running and then fang goes after him but harry just cannot um i love this passage uh the hooded figure raised his head and looked right at harry unicorn blood was dribbling down its front it got to its feet and came swiftly towards Harry. He couldn't move for fear. Then a pain like he'd never felt before pierced his head. It was as though his scar were on fire. Half blinded, he staggered backwards. He heard hoofs behind him, galloping, and something jumped clean over Harry, charging at the figure. The pain in Harry's head was so bad he fell to his knees. 
It took a minute or two to pass. When he looked up, the figure had gone. A centaur was standing over him, not Ronan or Bane. This one looked younger. He had white blonde hair and a Palomino body. And um, why did he look like a monster in the movie? Oh my Listen, God. Why did they make him? centaurs were terrible in the first movie. They're so bad. But I also just want to say, like, I forgot that, and that's something that you don't, I can't remember if D-Rad, like, grabs his head and when he falls backward in the movie. He does. He okay. does. He goes, But it's like, <gasps> like it's, a little kid acting. <laughs> yeah, because he's a little kid. It's cute. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it's something that you can't really get from the movie where like of that that moment of connection where and then you can kind of put it uh put it back in context of like the first time his scar hurts at the very mm-hmm. beginning when he thinks it's mm-hmm. from Snape but it's actually because of Quirrell. Yeah. Um, and I just think that that whole scene could have been cooler. Like I'm sorry anyway. It's but it, this book. is this is such a great reveal, and it's like you kind of know, but like it's a great reveal that Voldemort is the one that's been drinking unicorn. Right? Milk. He's um, like he meets fucking this dude. His name's Ferenz, and he's like, "You are the Potter boy. You'd better get back to Hagrid. The forest is not safe at this time, especially for you. Can you ride? It will be quicker this way. My name is Ferenz. He has a Ferenz. <laughs> he has a Fer- He made a Ferenz. He made a Ferenz today." Um, <laughs> and everyone freaks out. All the other centaurs, like they meet up basically, you? and they're like, "Um, you're letting this human ass bitch ride you? What the fuck? That's like so fucking stupid." He's like, "This is the Potter boy. The quicker he leaves the forest, the better." What have you been telling him? Remember, friends, we're sworn to not set ourselves against the heavens. Shut up. Uh, like he then, didn't say anything. Shut up. Ferenz <laughs> Ferenz says, "Did you not see the unicorn?" Do you not understand why it was killed? Or have the planets not let you in on that secret? I set myself against what is lurking in this forest, Bane. Yes, with humans alongside me, if I must. And I wrote, I forgot about all this us versus them centaur business. <laughs> like, and honestly, they they cut the whole forens becoming a teacher at Hogwarts in the fifth one, which I was really bummed out about. You're Wait a second, include... I forgot. I straight yeah, forgot that happened. He teaches astronomy about the stars. He ends up oh, teaching duh. at Hogwarts. Yeah, that and makes like sense. they totally and so that. That is foreshadowing right there. Mm. I will align myself with humans if it means for the greater good. And that's what moral, he does with moral dilemmas. <laughs> yeah, because they, the, the, the centaurs do not like it. They do when not. Do, they, when does breaking the established rules and, and being a going against society better for the greater good? Um, mm. Anyways... Sorry, I'm always trying to see the deeper meaning in things. No, I get it. That I know, especially now that we're like rereading it and stuff. Like yeah, it's... reading this book as an adult, I'm just like, this is still so good. <laughs> like, I yeah. like, I don't feel like I'm reading a children's book. It's just the fact no. that they're 11. Um, yeah, it's so good. I fucking love it. As much as I hate the author, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Harry, so then Harry kind of gets the, gets the tea on what unicorn blood is for. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Uh. He says, Harry Potter, do you know what unicorn blood is used for? No, said Harry, startled by the odd question. We've only used the horn and tail hair in potions. <laughs> that is so because, innocent. So I know, wholesome. right? So wholesome. <laughs> My sweet summer child. Um, that is because it is a monstrous thing to slay a unicorn, said Ferenz. Only one who has nothing to lose and everything to gain would commit such a crime. The blood of a unicorn will keep you alive, even if you are an inch from death. But at a terrible price, you have slain something pure and defenseless to save yourself, and you will have but a half-life, a cursed life, from the moment the blood touches your lips. 
Oof. But who would be that desperate? If you're going to be cursed forever, death's better, isn't it? It is. Unless all you need is to stay alive long enough to drink something else. Something that will bring you back to full strength and power. Something that will mean you can never die. Mr. Potter, do you know what is hidden in the school at this very moment? The sorceress slash philosopher's stone! (laughs) Of course, the elixir of life, but I don't understand who... Can you think of nobody who has waited many years to return to power, who has clung to life awaiting their chance? It was as though an iron fist had clenched suddenly around Harry's heart, which that is a beautiful imagery. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that, like, thought? It's like over the rustling of the trees, he seemed to hear one more, once more what Hagrid had told him of the night they had met. Some say he died. Cod swallow, in my opinion. Don't know if he had enough human left in him to die. Do you mean that was Vault? Harry! (laughs) Harry! Harry! Are you right? Harry! (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Hermione and all of them come running up and, of course, interrupt this fucking moment of truth. Yeah. Fucking Um, bullshit. And Ferenz gives him this sort of ominous goodbye. He says, this is where I leave you. You're safe now. Good luck, Harry Potter. The planets have been read wrongly before now, even by centaurs. I hope this is one of those times. Bro. <laughs> Which I, I honestly... It's not. <laughs> I think... I think they know about... Everything? The Horcruxes. Oh, yeah. For sure. About Harry... Maybe they don't know exactly the Horcruxes, but I feel like maybe they know in the stars that Harry will have to die at some point or something. It seems... I don't know. I mean, I could be putting way more stock into She Who Must Not Be Named's writing work, you know, but yeah. Well, and it's definitely because, well, let's get through the end of this chapter and then we'll have this discussion. Um, Mm -hmm. So they get back to the common room and Ron was falling asleep, had fallen asleep waiting for them. They kind of relay everything uh, to him. I have a bone to pick. Yeah. When... They're relaying all this information, and of course, Harry keeps saying Voldemort's name, and Ron's like, stop saying his name! Stop saying his name! Stop it! In the movie, Hermione says Voldemort's name in this scene. I I actually have a little tidbit written at the end of this chapter about that. Uh, okay, because I was like, there. I was like, why? Anyway, and then, I, I that was just a weird question, and then at the that very end... Harry's going to go back, go to bed. He pulls back his sheets. He found his invisibility cloak folded neatly underneath them. There was a note pinned to it, just in case. And I wrote, are you trying to get this kid killed, Dumbledore? I wrote, okay, thank you for tying up that loose end of the plot. Because I was, the whole chapter, I was like, does his invisibility cloak just reappear at some point? Like, I can't remember how he gets it back. (laughs) It does. Yes. And Dumbledore's trying to kill him. They cut Norbert out of the movies, right? No, Norbert's in the movies, no, but Norbert they do the not, movie. they don't show any of that scene where we meet, we don't meet Charlie, we don't meet his friends, okay. we don't have that whole scene. Um, we get a whole, it's a show, it's a, it's a tell not show. They're like, oh, but we had to give Norbert up to the, the people in the, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, Probably it was just the CGI budget wasn't there in 1998 for the full dragon experience. They were um, like, you want us to do a centaur and a fucking dragon and a Voldemort? So <laughs> I, I, I clocked in 
this chapter that Hermione says, you know who, because she says, mm-hmm. Harry, everyone says Dumbledore is the only one you know who was ever afraid of. And she says, you know who a couple times. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of had a thought about it where, because I, I, I couldn't remember in which movie she says Voldemort or if it was all of them. But I was like, she does say it in the movies, but I can't remember if it's like a thing. Because doesn't she come to a point later in the the book series where she makes a decision, I'm going to say the name? Yes, yes, Um, yes. That's the problem is that she knows, she may be muggle-born, but she knows that it's you-know-who. She knows that it's they don't say his name. And I think think that's interesting because to me, it almost seems like you have immigrated to another country and you're trying to follow their customs – Whereas, mm-hmm. like, Voldemort, probably she's read about Voldemort, but she didn't directly experience, like, the terror of Voldemort. Um, so, like, to the point where she would be driven to say you-know-who. But mm-hmm. I, I almost think, I wrote, do you think Hermione probably has some imposter syndrome about being muggle-born that she would, like, sort of take on the customs of the wizarding world in that way? And then, like, in the movie, Perhaps, maybe but they... also, do you also think that that's the way it's written in books? Because people don't want to say Voldemort. Do you think that in the books that she's reading, if it's referencing... Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, scene, yeah, yeah, At the time, would they write you-know-who, or would they actually write the name? They probably Because she could have been reading this stuff and been like, why is it you-know-who? You know what I mean? Yeah. And figured I, it out. That's true. That's another good point. But I... I I think maybe, I wonder if maybe in the movies they just felt like it was a stronger choice for her to save Voldemort. I do feel like it It might be a little bit of imposter syndrome, though. I really mm-hmm. do, because she does want to fit in. She's She doesn't quite know how to fit in. She's yeah. really smart, but I'm sure, I don't think she probably had too, too many friends in the muggle world if she was as smart as she is now. Right, right. <laughs> People get annoyed with smart girls. It's you true. Know? Um, and she, I, that's the thing that I like about her though, that she, that this is something that I do like about how Hermione's character is portrayed. And she does do this eventually, I think a little bit, but in this book, she never compromises her, her standards for herself in order to fit in. Like yeah. she is told constantly, you're annoying, you're nagging, you're too smart, you're too much of a goody goody, but like mm-hmm. she does it anyway. And the only time she compromises her standards is when it's to help somebody else. Yeah. Like she won't do it unless it's, it's a real necessity at this point in time. Um, Which that's another bone to pick. I don't like when she's like, Oh, it's so fun breaking the rules in the fifth movie. I'm like, bitch, you never said whatever. Anyway, (laughs) you never said that. I I have a lot of problems with how they characterized Hermione and it's not Emma Watson's fault unless she was the one that made the choice to have her eyebrows wiggle up and down in the fourth movie. Then that is Emma Watson, which I have a lot of questions, but I have some, we have um, questions about that. Um, you know, Sirius would want to hear about this. And all you can see is her fucking up like Groucho Marx going on. Like what is happening? Oh my God. Anyway, um, we're well, almost done. We are almost book. done with Do this book. Do we have book like, and- is this the last chapter? I think, I think. No, okay. no, no there's just two chapters. Through the trap door, and then the man with two faces. The man with two faces, and that's and it. That's it. Yep. Yep. That's it. I always oh love the God! ads. The ads in the back of the because this is like a fairly recent print of this. Um, I did mm. buy it at a used bookstore just to say that I did not support J.K. Rowling. Um, this is a fairly recent print because it's got all seven books. 
in the oh. back as like Mine read the rest only, of the series. Is yours, has yours just has Chamber of Secrets. Secrets? I think my original mm-hmm. copy that I had had through the Goblet of Fire because that was all that was out when I started reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's old. This one is from like 98. I'm yeah. pretty sure. That's pretty uh, cool since, that you have that. Yeah, well, it's ruined now because I've written in it, but. Uh, <laughs> it's not. I looked it up. It's not worth anything. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I made sure. Henry and I looked it up before I wrote okay, it. Okay, good. Because I know you weren't going <laughs> to scribble in your UK versions. Oh, no, 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 um, no, no. Well, anyways, uh, we have got to wrap this episode up. We are, I may have to cut some of our, some of our banter in the beginning. Um, oh, God. Uh, we have got to wrap this episode up. Uh, thank you for sticking with us if you're still here. And uh, we promise that we will not be going this long for the rest of the season, hopefully. I don't know. Actually, I can't, I can't make that promise. <laughs> that is what she said. Um, I like can- long, thick episodes in my... Mm. pussy Ooh, oh my. i didn't know where to go i didn't know where to made, go but <laughs> you just made podcasting very sexual um <laughs> uh, you, guys, <laughs> you know i can't roll my r's i speak spanish I but i can't roll my r's it's people crazy. get confused when i'm talking to them uh you can <laughs> you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash chiclet pod you can also sub to our Patreon and help us get to 10 subs so that you can hear a Fifty Shades of Grey season. <sighs> Patreon.com slash chicklet. I want um, you to do that, guys, but I also am, like, hesitant because I don't really want to read Fifty Shades of Grey, but I know it'll be good content because I'm going to be I think so it'll be out. fucking hilarious. I'm going to be grossed honestly, out by the personalities. I don't even think that you'll be that grossed out. Okay. No, yeah, I'm not even talking about the sex. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not talking about the sexual stuff. Like, I'm talking about them as people. Like, <laughs> they're, they're just the worst. Um, like, the worst, worst characters. Like, oh, so God. If you want to hear that, please sub to our Patreon. Um, but otherwise, be good. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. And thank you for being here today. Thank you for being here today. <laughs> oh, rip Betty White and Betty. All of the other Golden Girls. Is there any surviving Golden Girls? They're dead. They're, They're all dead. dead. Oh. <laughs> That's so dark. That was real dark. Uh, well, on that. They're all dead. Note, <laughs> on that uplifting note. Uh, uh, bye. Bye. Uh, Got a big old podcast dick in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get chicklet.